Welcome, everybody, uh, to our first episode here of 2017. This is iZombie Radio. I am Chris King. We're so glad to have you guys back here for our first episode of the new year. Uh, thank you for uh, dealing with our, our short little holiday break there. You know, we hope everyone had a you know happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and, uh, you know, got to enjoy some time with their family. But we're back here and we're ready to talk some iZombie. So I'm here with blaze and sean what's going on guys it's going <laughs> yeah feeling pretty good excited to get back i hope everybody had a good holiday definitely i know yeah. mine was the busiest it's ever been oh uh, yeah new year's was the busiest for me were you working, working in health foods oh yeah, yeah yeah got it got it got it hashtag new year new me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so many times I wanted to punch someone. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I had a nice relaxing holiday uh, holiday season, so I'm I'm feeling refreshed and really good, and uh, as always, ready to talk to my zombie. And uh, and uh, so we're recording this episode, guys, on uh, Tuesday the seventeenth. So last week, um, it's actually still going on because a multi week event, but uh, at the TCA uh, Winter Press Tour. Um, for the CW's day, iZombie had a big panel, and uh, this will be our first kind of major piece of news here. So we got some talking about uh, season three and things we can expect, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a couple things that you know we already kind of knew about from Comic Con. Like they talked about uh, the Dominatrix brain, and they talked about um, Liv and Major uh, eating the brains of um, a father and the fourteen-year-old daughter, and how. Uh, Major's going to be, you know, the the fourteen year old daughter in that scenario. But we did get some really cool news. Uh, one in particular, uh, as we were quick, we were actually just chatting about this um, right before we recorded here, is that there is a Dungeons and Dragons episode uh, coming up, and so Rose will be or Liv will be eating a brain uh, that will make her, I guess, either like a big D and D fan or player or whatever. But uh, Rose went on to say that it like she absolutely loved this episode and and playing that brain. Um, so Blaze, like I mean, you hear Dungeons and Dragons, you hear I Zombie, it's got to get you pretty excited. Yeah, I'm really hyped to hear that this brain's coming in because, um, like for me, one of the brains I liked back in uh, what was it season one is when Liv has the like uh, video game brain. Yeah, the, or, like, the gamer. One. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, the game is like World of Warcraft in that, which is obviously heavily based off Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a really fun episode, but thinking back to it, I feel like they, you know, they definitely could have, like, I guess dove more into that character and like the, the brain itself. So I'm hoping that the news of a Dungeons & Dragons one is maybe going to be that, but just like way more hardcore or like way more nerdy and like a lot more fun. Um, so it definitely has me excited. Awesome. And Sean, what about you? I know you, uh, you seem pretty happy when we were talking about it before. Uh, I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons player per se. I never really got into it, but it's something that I want to get into. I just have too busy of a schedule to even find the time to do something like that. Um, but yeah, no, like just geek culture as as a whole, and it sort of bleeding into this show more than just with Ravi is beautiful, and I can't wait to see how Ravi will react to the whole thing because <laughs> pretty sure back in his heyday, Ravi played a few a few campaigns. Oh, almost <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, so it even be- Major to some extent. I have a weird feeling that Major did too. Well, we know he and Ravi at least love playing video games together, as we as we mm-hmm. see throughout uh, the first season and even parts of the second season of the show. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for it as well. I just think about the D and D episode of Community and how much fun that was. And uh, yeah, I think it could be a blast. And Rose, the actual quote is she called it her uh, the, her favorite episode yet um, that they've done on the show. So that's pretty promising. Um, now moving on to another kind of cool thing that was mentioned, uh, which we sort of knew from Comic-Con that Rose is allowed, uh, one veto, uh, brain per season, but she was, uh, presented with 35 brains to start. 
uh, this year for season three. So 35 possible ones. And she, the one she vetoed, we found out, was a cat lady because she's a dog person is what she said. Uh, so I thought that was kind of She's kind fighting of a good fight. I like cats. Indeed. No, I know. I like cats too, but... I was, I was going to say, I like them both. I don't discriminate, but... Mm, I'm uh, a dog fan. My dog appreciates a... that sentiment. I love cats, but yeah, nothing... I always will need a dog in my life. No, I I'm a, I agree with that too. I totally get that. <laughs> uh, I'm just, as an owner of both, I have to, I have to, you know, I have to defend both. Okay, um, Chris, okay. Hey, hey, it's it's, basi- <laughs> it's it's basically a mini zoo at my dad's house with all those animals. But uh, but yeah, no. So I thought that was kind of a funny, you know, nice little anecdote there. Although the idea of Cat Lady Live just makes me laugh on its own. So I kind of wish we got to see that. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I can understand. You know, I'm glad that she at least gets to veto one. But out of thir- 35 possible brains, that's that's crazy. Um. I wonder what their process, like the writing room's process, is to go through and weed out all the brains that they're not going to use. I guess they figure like which ones can. I feel like best... they give like a basic pitch or something. Well, and I think too, it's probably like, okay, we like the idea for this brain, but how can we thematically tie it into everyone's stories? Because that's kind of like a lot of the time too. It's like it will, it will, uh, it will tie in with a theme. Um, of of the episode of what's going on with all the characters, so maybe that's how they do it. I'm not really sure, but uh, definitely something to ask them. You know, if we're uh, next time we all get to talk to them. But uh, but uh, yeah, and then the last thing that was uh, kind of mentioned. Well, it's a it's kind of a two part thing. First, it's that Rob Thomas, obviously the uh, uh, one of the co uh, one of the uh, co creators of iZombie. Um, and show a co-show runner mentioned that uh, this season in season three uh, there is no clearly defined antagonist um, and that the kind of mystery of the season is who on who is on the right side um, now that obviously plays into the fact that we're dealing with Fillmore Graves and this whole kind of zombie army and that you know Major and Liv are probably going to feel like the push and pull of that um, and then in addition to that um, Rob Thomas also discussed that he has uh, a long game plan uh, that includes iZombie Season 4. So he already has iZombie Season 4 planned out. Obviously, we don't know anything official yet if the show will be coming back for Season 4 because we have to see how it does with Season 3 ratings. Um, but I'm optimistic about the ratings for Season 3 because it's kind of it's a similar thing to what the CW did with The 100 where like all the episodes got put on Netflix and then it, the hundred went off for like a year and everyone caught up. And then like at the beginning of season three last year for the hundred, it had its like most watched episode yet. So I'm hopeful that maybe that will be the same thing with iZombie with people catching up on Netflix. Um, but Sean, let me ask you, like, what do you think about that quote about, about there being no, about there being no, uh, like clearly defined antagonist, for season three and then also does that excite you that that rob thomas already kind of has season four mapped out yeah like as a as a writer and someone who loves storytelling having having a sort of series goal especially when mapping out season season to season it's nice to see that he's looking ahead even though we have no confirmation of a fourth season which i mean I'm pretty sure they're going to at least try to get the show to syndication at some point. Yeah. But at this rate, if they were to get to syndication, they would need uh, about eight seasons, eight or nine seasons to reach a hundred. Yeah. But I guess hundred is more of like the, you know, that's quote unquote ideal number for sure, but it's not the case as much anymore nowadays. I know um, that, that, you know, these kind of genre shows that have that built in following the, They'll still, uh, some of them will still get purchased. Um, yeah, and then with the no clear antagonist this season, I feel like the season is more for the characters to sort of grow in this new world sort of thing. Because end of season two pretty much was like, and here you are in this new world, go and play. 
because now it's sort of more known by, well, at least the entire main cast knows that zombies are a thing. And so it's going to change a lot of how the characters approach things, so... Definitely, and I, I like the yeah. fact I like the fact too that it's like a different type of thing, that it's more like it's kind of a it's an inner kind of conflict than it is a um, a uh, like you know like this outside force that's going against them. Um, you know they're gonna have to deal with their their kind of more personal issues, and I think that's a cool way to approach it because like. The issue I think with some shows have is they try to outdo themselves with a bigger and bil- bigger villain. Every mm, time. Supernatural. Um. Hey, 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 hey! Supernatural scaled it down, and it's it's gotten better because of it. <laughs> well, I I haven't finished season eleven, so I wouldn't know. They kind of kept going bigger and bigger, and then it's like, oh, and here's God's sister. <laughs> oh, I love season I love season eleven of Supernatural, but that's neither here nor there. But uh. No, I'm I just saying it as an example. They kept scaling up the villains up to season eleven, as far as I, I know. I yeah, no, you're not you're not wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I think it's a cool idea. So Blaze, what do you think about these quotes? I'm really excited about both of them because for me, I'm sort of I I agree with both of you. Um, I think that it sounds like this is going to be more of like a thought-provoking season like there's going to be a lot I to agree. chew on and it's almost like they're hitting the reset button because like you said sean you know like we're entering this whole new world there's going to be like all these kind of new rules new boundaries um and it's going to be a lot to process so um i like the idea one that they aren't instantly going to make Fillmore Graves um, and everybody involved um, necessarily evil. Like, I I really like that they are going to take a whole season to basically present this side of the argument to us and let us decide how we feel. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and how we'll get also, I feel like it's just, it's going to add a lot of depth and really allow us to see sort of how each of the characters feels individually and um, how they embrace this new this new world and uh especially because you know there are so few people that know about this so it's sort of a lot of weight to put on um the human characters especially um it's a lot of weight to put on their shoulders this upcoming season so i i'm really excited by that i think it's going to be a great dynamic and is probably the perfect direction for the show to go this season um especially hearing that um rob thomas has this long-term plan uh, so you know it's not like you know there's there's basically like no nothing to be concerned about or nothing that it, it this all feels planned basically it all feels planned and calculated um like the show normally is so both of them really excite me totally and i agree and i think too it's just like coming off somebody like von du clark um, yeah, yep, you, who, yeah. Who is such like, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit too when we talk about uh, yeah, our, exactly. uh, our, our rewatch. Was, just, yeah. Just such a fantastic... Immediately in this first episode, he's just uh, so much fun, so I definitely... Uh... He, he's such a dick, it's great. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, exactly. I'm glad it's they're sort like... of like respecting the love that um, it seems like, you know, the fans and viewers of the show had for him. I agree, and trying like I yeah like we kind of said like trying not to outdo him and make this yeah because there's no need for that and it's it's just a shame because no matter what you know like any show where you have to introduce villains in and antagonists um you know you're you're always going to they're always going to be stacked against one another and put up against each other um so even though that'll inevitably happen in the long term uh with whoever comes next it's good to at least sort of let the the longing impact that vaughn had um definitely sort of like drain out of our systems not to bring up another cw show it does kind of remind me of what the hundred did in season three yeah where you know they had uh i'm not trying to not going to spoil anything but they had this big antagonist at Mount Weather in season two, and there was a very clear villain. But then season three, it's a three lot of was... like world building uh, conflicts. World, 
word building and it was a lot of ideologies clashing, you know, and like the idea, you know, of of people wanting to live one way and people wanting to live another, which is very much what it seems like uh, with Fillmore Graves we're going to see. They have their way of living life mm-hmm. as zombies and Liv has her way. And so yeah. that kind of clash should be very interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's – all right. Uh, that's about it though for uh, what we got from – you know, any, at least anything new from um, the TCAs regard, with regard to iZombie. Uh, but it's cool having them all there, have the, all the cast was there, and having them talking about the show and about Season 3 with it only being three months away now is is pretty exciting. Um, and so, yeah, and now moving into our... Uh, we have two other kind of smaller pieces of news. Um, one of them is pretty funny, and one sort of has to do with the show and sort of doesn't. So um, that one is that... Rose MacGyver will actually be uh, returning to Once Upon a Time as Tinkerbell this season. So they're finished shooting on iZombie, and I don't know if she's already shot her episode for Once Upon a Time or if she's going to be shooting it. They both shoot in Vancouver, though. Um, So it would be kind of easy for her to hop over and do one or the other. Um, But yeah, uh, so for anybody who who doesn't know... um, Rose was first on Once Upon a Time back in Season 3 as Tinkerbell, um, and that's kind of where I think a lot of people got to know her, whether, whether it was through that or Masters of Sex, or even if you go all the way back to um, Power Rangers, obviously. Uh, but, Thanks for the uh, shout-out there. Hey, no problem. I'm just saying. Any, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing against the Power Rangers, man. You know I love the Power Rangers. I was just saying, Once Upon a Time was getting, like, Especially during season three, Once Upon a Time was pulling in like eight, nine million viewers a week. It was her more mainstream appearance. Yes, yes. Um, so basically, uh, this was um, exclusively broken by uh, TV Line, and the quote that um, Adam Horowitz and Eddie uh, Kitsis, uh, for, uh, who are the creators of Once Upon a Time, gave to them, they said, uh, Tinkerbell was in- integral to Regina discovering her destiny with Robin Hood, so it only stands to reason that with Sean McGuire's return to our show, our favorite fairy would pop back in for a visit. We're thrilled that Rose McIver was able to join us once again. Um, and it will be in a springtime episode, so Once Upon a Time comes back on in March. Um, so I'm guessing with springtime episode, maybe sometime in April. I mean, that's just me guessing. Um, but, uh, I, I, Sean, I, Blaze, I know, I know you don't watch Once Upon a Time. Sean, do you watch once or have you? Uh, no, I never really got into it. I wanted to at one point, but I'm looking at how many shows I have in my back catalog, and I'm like, uh, I can't fit it in. I totally understand. Well, I I have watched it and continue to watch it, although I would say it's not nearly as good as it used to be. Uh, but that's beside the point. This is not a Once Upon a Time podcast. Um, but... Uh, yeah, for that, go here. Yeah, oh, right. wait, this is an audio podcast, so the annotation <laughs> won't show up. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I think it's cool, though, that Rose, uh, that iZombie and Rose, you know, that, you know, it's despite the fact that she's um, the main star of iZombie, that she was able to find time to kind of come back and, and have this guest spot. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, in case you all wanted to see her with her actual accent she keeps her accent on once upon a time so uh yeah uh but i don't know i thought that was a fun little bit of casting news and it definitely seems like rose is uh very excited to come back so you know if you're a once upon a time fan as well as an iZombie fan uh keep a lookout for that and even if you're just an iZombie fan who wants to check out that episode um like i said it will be in the springtime um so make sure you uh you look out for that um and then in our final little bit of news here, uh, I don't know how much of news it is, but it's definitely something uh, something funny, which is that uh, Rahul. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's uh, let's all pull one. Let's let's all pour one out for Rahul's beard. Uh, which he, uh, what's it called? Which he shaved off after they finished production on season three of iZombie. Uh, yesterday, he, literally yesterday. Yeah, on the sixteenth. Yeah. He uh, posted well, the picture one day ago. 
It was yesterday. You're right. I'm looking at the Instagram photo now too. Um, so yeah, the uh, the almighty beard is gone at least for now. Um, as Rahul said on social media on Twitter, uh, this doesn't mean that Ravi's dead. <laughs> this doesn't mean he's off the show or anything like that. He just you know he's got some time off and he hasn't shaved his beard and he wanted to. Uh, but I don't know, kind of a funny thing. He's posted. He posted another really goofy photo afterwards. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Well, and the conversations between him and Robert Buckley are by far some of the more hilarious interactions between castmates. Most, def- <laughs> most definitely. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be weird now on social media seeing him without the uh, without the beard. Uh, it's going to be going to be kind of a goofy goofy thing to check out. But uh, but yeah, we thought it'd be a funny thing to mention because you know. Uh, everyone's kind of making such a big deal out of it. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything really for the show um, because I think if they ki- if they were killing Robbie off, uh, they'd be a little more secretive about it. Um, this is like when when it was Robert like- Buckley and and uh, him were also joking about it because he posted a picture a couple of days ago saying like how grateful he is for the character and he can't wait for all of us to see what they're wor- what they've been working on. And he goes, "Won't be the same without you, man." <laughs> that's that's awesome it reminds me of when it came out that mark hamill shaved his beard after filming episode eight and so everyone was like oh they're killing off luke skywalker no he's probably gonna go film a couple episodes of the flash <laughs> yep exactly exactly but uh that's the thing so i don't think there's any need to overreact but uh definitely a funny thing and uh definitely something to check out if you follow up on twitter or instagram um so yeah, but uh, that's really it, guys, for uh, for with regard to news. You know, not too much news. I mean, the TCAs did provide us with uh, uh, some some kind of cool uh, updates on things. But aside from that, you know, it was over the holidays. It was pretty quiet on the news front, um, and that's really going to do it for us for that. Uh, so without further ado, we are going to get back into our rewatch reviews. Um, so if you are a new listener, uh, we should explain this. Uh, we did the entire first season of iZombie. Uh, we rewatched all the episodes and, and reviewed all the episodes. Um, and even, um, and even what's it called? Had some live commentary. Had some live commentary as well. Uh, and, uh, we, um, we, uh, so we, uh, wow, sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought here, guys, I'm being a terrible host. So um, we review episodes. Yes, yeah, so we review episodes, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> god damn it. Um, yeah, yeah, so anyway, we reviewed all 13 episodes of season one, and, uh, so if you're interested in that, go back and listen to those. Um, but now we're gonna review all of season two, leading up into the season three premiere. So, um, each week we'll be doing... So after this week, so we only did one episode this week. We watched the season two premiere, which is called um, Grumpy Old Live. And in the weeks to come now, over the next nine weeks, we're going to do two episodes a week. So just to give everybody a heads up, that way we can kind of end it right before season three premieres. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we're we having a lot of fun with this. We were kind of alluding to it before with uh, – with Vaughn's kind of debut there. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's dig into this grumpy old live blaze. Uh, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, this was like a really funny episode rewatching it just cause of the brain that she's on being a grumpy old man and all. Um, I thought it was pretty fun though. Like you said that I think the biggest thing for me is the, this episode pretty much uh, the introduction of Vaughn, and then on top of that, uh, we sort you know seen the seeds planted with uh, Major at the end, and uh, and also I guess uh, Gilda slash uh, what's her other name Rita. Rita. Rita, I was right. Cool. Um, I just wanted to make sure. Um, 
Yeah, you know, you, you see the seeds planted with her uh, stepping into Liv's life, and just, like, it's really goofy. Like, all the the weirdness around, like, Vaughn basically bugging everywhere in the city, it seems. <laughs> and, uh, you know, his the, the control he really does have. And then it's a pretty fun case. They definitely open up things really lightly. Um but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was definitely a fun way to kick things off. I think the episode, like I said, it, it plants seeds without um, nice and early on, um, and they really have no meaning at first. You know, when when we're first watching this episode um, live, you, you really have no idea kind of how much things actually escalate in season two. Um, but it's neat to go back and see how much they really did put into this episode. Definitely. And I think, too, like, rewatching this, I just forgot, like, again, and I love iZombie Season 1, I really do, but I just forgot how much, like, energy there is to start Season mm-hmm. 2. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, yeah, you can definitely tell there's an increased energy, and uh, it almost is like the the opening to the season in this episode, like, it just feels more more confident. Almost, yep. I, I, like in like all aspects from like production value to the like just natural feel of the cast now, you know, that they've been together for so long. And it's like it's like as if, you know, season one, obviously, they're they're dipping their toes in the water. They don't really know how the viewers are going to receive the show and react to it. But I feel like they they kind of really just hit the ground running here because they with confidence Totally, and like we pick up, and it's three months after the season one finale, where you know Liv wasn't able to, you know, donate her, uh, give her blood to her brother to help save him, but she's still clearly feeling the ramifications of that. I mean, we even open up with her in the hospital, and for a second, for a second there, you think we're picking up like moments afterwards, um, and it's it's uh it's really. It's really just, like, everything hits in this episode, I think. I mean, we're going to be talking about it next week. I, I still remember uh, about Zombie Bro next week. But, I mean, that <laughs> when, when when Grumpy Old Live and then Zombie Bro came out, and, like, those were the first two episodes to start season two with, I just remember being like, oh, my God, can this show get any better? And with with this one, I mean, not only is it it's, – it's so funny with – you know, live making all like these sometimes very inappropriate comments. Uh, but like even, um, even her talking to the guy and she's like talking to him about her shirt. And it's like, it's like, but you're wearing a t-shirt. It's meant to be ironic. Well, your shirt's stupid. That's meant to be taken literally, you know, like, and, and things like that, uh, just like are so funny. And then again, like you said, like we were saying, Blaze, like with the confidence and the energy, like it's her and Clive just on this case, you're thrown into it. And then I also love too, what I love about this episode is how it, again, we talked about earlier about like the brains and how they tie into the different themes. Like Liv is, is kind of having all the people in her life pushed away from her. And that's exactly what uh, this old man did. He pushed everyone away from him with, his behavior and so she's kind of feeling that um as well and i just think i don't know it's just so well done and uh yeah i I don't know uh sean dive in man what are your thoughts on the episode definitely as a season opener it was phenomenal as as a standalone episode also phenomenal like it it hit pretty much everything you guys said like it was funny it was serious it was slightly, slightly little controversial with her accidental racism. Oh, that, that, I see, I, 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 <laughs> which was I, hilarious. I know, I love that line because, like, I don't know, I still, like, it took me a moment, too, when I, I remember when I first watched it, because the way I interpreted that when I first watched the episode, like, before you see Clive's reaction, is, like, her saying, oh, you're one of the good ones. And I was like, Oh, okay. So she just means like he's one of the good guys, like one yeah, of the or good even men. I even or like one of the good cops. one of the good cops coming off of yeah. like the Suzuki. Exactly, and and then it's just like his expression. Yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, it was priceless. His delivery uh, too on the return line where he's like, 
I'm gonna go get some coffee and pretend. Do you want anything? His, his, yeah, his delivery is just great. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend like you didn't say that. <laughs> yep. And then, oh my god, too, and her talking about the Asian driver, and then Rob's yeah. like, you know, I'm of Asian descent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I mean, it's stuff you know you shouldn't be laughing at, uh, but you have to be. Like, you just, you have to. <laughs> um, But yeah, it definitely, it definitely was one of the more fun, serious episodes. Um, <laughs> it... <sighs> It still kind of is a shame that I think this is one of the last few times we see Liv's brother and mom for a while. Yeah. I think even for the rest of the season, to be honest. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think you're right. And so she doesn't really deal with that again all season, which would have been fun to explore that. Maybe they'll explore that in season three, because... By now, her brother has definitely gotten better from the incidents. Well, I I think it works, though, because while we don't explore that, like, we do kind of feel Liv's isolation from them. Yeah. And and she does... Well, definitely, I do feel that. Yeah, definitely. And then in future episodes, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the season, Peyton comes back, and we do get to see her deal with the Peyton of it all, which is mentioned in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So I think while I agree with you, I definitely would have liked, I would like to see more of that in the season. And I love what the little we do get in this episode. Um, I think they, they do make up for it a little bit with the Peyton relationship, but, uh, but I, mean, yeah. I think it's something they might explore in season three, given the circumstances. I certainly hope so. Um, I, I think that would be great. I know, Especially because I know her, the actress that plays her mom is still very much in the CW family because she plays uh, Michael's mom on Jane the Virgin, and so yep. she is uh, she's definitely definitely still an actress they like to use. Um, I could but, even uh, see them honestly. I could see it being just like down the line if um, this film or Graves um, sort of like possibly escalates into the reveal of zombies and like a zombie war type thing, you know, that, that easily logically opens up the door. Like where would the first place live go, you know, to like protect people or like, who would she protect or check on first her family. And I think all in one swift move, it would easily be able to close up that line, um, logically and her show up, you know, and kind of like them, be able to like understand now if it's been uh, like whether it's been revealed on the news whether zombies you know have as long as there is basically like credibility behind the reveal of them um i think they, yeah. i think they could easily i because again it's like that's not what the show's about like that aspect of the show isn't why i watch it um so like the stuff with her family uh, i like that they i think i like that they sort of to me, it just felt like they re-analyzed, you know, where they wanted to take this story and what they wanted to focus on. Yeah. And once they decided in between these two seasons, um, season one and season two, once they decided, you know, okay, we, we don't need the family, um, they, they wrote themselves into a nice open-ended area with that. Um, Definitely. So for me, it's like if they choose to ever bring it back i think they could easily uh rope it back in with logic and like it wouldn't ever feel like a stretch but um i'm glad that they sort of like waste no time on it in this episode right because i think this season was more about Liv sort of exploring herself and yeah exactly like now that she's a little more comfortable in this you know her new life basically in her new she's come to terms with everything going on yeah season two it's like she sort of feels free almost or like has a a little more free yeah or like has just a more confident comfortable like controlled uh controlled emotions i guess about like what just like her current state for sure for sure um now i do want to talk more about Liv, but let's not forget about uh mr blaine 
in this episode. I was just about to mention him. <laughs> and what and what he's up to. Well, first of all, his and Liv, his and Liv's scene together at the uh, at the funeral home is probably one of my favorite scenes the two of them ever have together. Uh, just oh, the, it's it's not so often when the dead get to choose their own casket or what something like that. Yeah, yeah, and just like the oh god, I can't I can't even think of all the the witty lines back and forth, but that is you know, Rob Thomas wrote this episode himself and that is his dialogue, like like purely his di- it's so good and it's so like smart and and David Anders and Rose MacGyver just kill it and and I love it cuz she's going after him and you know he and she, and of course Blaine's trying to put up his good act, like oh I'm I'm not doing anything, and you know we see him with the utopium, but then she gives him the information about the tainted uh, utopium and how they need that for the cure and how he might be kind of living on borrowed time, and it's just uh it's just such a good, such a good scene between the two of them. Yeah, I really like how he gets so caught off guard when she like reveals kind of the the true reasoning behind her um, sticking him with the cure or supposed cure and how he for once we see him like vulnerable or kind of just like truly I think he he for once realizes he's been like outplayed yeah I agree and like because he goes to see Donnie Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode and he's like immediately worried you can just tell um which is which is uh it's great to see that different like side to uh side of Blaine I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I think the brain also I think the brain that Liv was on also helped with the Blaine interaction because she definitely isn't as <clears throat> confrontational with Blaine when she's just normal live. So this brain sort of upped it for her and like upped the sass levels for her as well because she's a grouchy old man. Yeah. True. No, yeah, she's yeah, exactly she's not afraid that's she's not afraid to just snap back at people in this episode. Exactly. Um and and speaking, we're talking about like great dialogue and just great scenes. Let's talk about Mr. Von de Clark and just <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, and he obviously his storyline tying in with majors, and we can get to major storyline in a second. But I mean, we get a little taste of Vaughn in season one of I Zombie, but this is his real, his is his real, real introduction in my eyes. This is when he's kind of like taking center stage, and man, like I just, uh, I just can't, I can't get enough of that character, man. He's just so funny and so, so messed up. And kind of like you were saying, Blaze, like, has ears everywhere. Like, I still, like, wonder, like, if he just, like, bugged somehow, like, I guess bu- somehow bugged their phones. Like, I don't care how he did it. Right, but not exactly. Because of the resources that he has. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, like, and how he's playing the tennis game while talking to, like, yeah. it's just, it's so him. And, uh, and Steven Weber is just pitch perfect in that role. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I I think it's a great intro. Um, like you said, they just sort of make this guy like weirdly like all powerful, but it's r- understandable. <laughs> like you 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 really, it, I don't know. It just sort of like feels right. His this like foothold, this grasp he has over the city or over whatever. Um, and I like that. I like that they really set him up to be extremely powerful and untouchable and i also think that he's i think like another thing and i i imagine i'll get into this more as we progress through this season but i also think it's really fun what something i loved about season two is how they comparably put like him and stacy boss you know Yes. Um, kind of up, not up against each other, but just like as the two antagonists, and they're so different. Oh, so so, so different. Where like you know, Stacy Boss is just like purely menacing and just like he is maniacal kind of... down to the bone. Yep. 
I, I 100% agree. Yeah. And Von Du Clark is just an egotistical maniac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And, uh, and you even love just, to hate him, and you hate that you love him. Yeah, and even that, that little interaction we get with him and, and Gilda slash Rita, um, you know, like, we don't even know yet about their relationship, mm-hmm. what that is, but uh, it's just it's just great. And then... Obviously, that leads us into his plan, which is to take out all the zombies, and that, you know, obviously, who does he go to? Mr. Major Lily White. And uh, this is, I remember watching this and just being like, oh, man, Major, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, and obviously, it gets revealed what he's actually up to in a later in a later episode, but... I mean, this, this like, one, shows how far he'll go to protect Liv, but, two, it shows he hasn't learned anything about keep, about keeping secrets. Yeah, I think I also think it's, like, a nice end around to close the episode out. Just because, um, you know, again, it just, like, ties all the threads together, sort of, um... Just because, I guess, uh, when you're first watching this, you sort of, like, don't know what to expect. You don't know how things are going to play into one another. Um, mm-hmm. But they sort of just get, like, right to the point with this. And like you said, there's so much deception and, uh, uh, like, uh, misleading, I guess, uh, introductions yeah. to these storylines. Definitely. And then, yeah, and it's just, and it, it again, kind of just shows, like, the darkness of major storylines. His storylines are always kind of, you know, a little edgier, a little, you know, darker than what everyone else is going on, going through. And, um, but it's a, it's a great, it's a great way to throw him kind of into the action. Whereas in season one, he's kind of on the outskirt, gets slowly brought in in season two. He's right in the middle of it to begin with, mm-hmm. which I, I which is which is really nicely done. And then, you know, last thing I'll say about the episode too, just because I think we should touch upon it, is the reveal at the end that Gilda slash Rita is uh, Liv's roommate. And obviously, you know, that's that could that could be a big way of how he's spying on all these people is she's bugging the different things. But more to the point, it kind of sets up a central conflict for the season, which is, you know. Gilda and Rita, uh, Gilda, Rita, Liv, and, and Major, and kind of like what Liv does know and what Liv doesn't know and when that might get revealed. And it's just a great way to end the episode, a great cliffhanger. Yeah. Now, like I said, they tie it up really nicely. And, uh, yeah, just like cliffhangers, you see sort of all these seeds planted, and they, they leave you with, like, a lot to gossip about, almost. Yeah, a lot of as they as they used to say, a lot to talk about around the water cooler. Yeah. Um, now it's just a lot to talk about on the Twitter water cooler. Ex- exactly, a lot to a lot to tweet about, or in our case, podcast about. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that. Do you, do you guys have anything else to add? I mean, besides, I mean, we all said how much we love the episode, and just. <laughs> well. Going back onto the brain, when my my favorite moment of the episode is when Clive walks in on Liv just napping while watching a World War II documentary. Like, yeah. how stereotypically old do you get? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a really good one. Oh God! And then the one line from Ravi too, where it's you know, final hopes looking at me weird and. Uh, which we find out too is like the the reaction from the cure is you can kind of like sense zombies, but uh, zombie sense. Yeah, zombies. My zombie senses are tingling. Um, exactly. But, but uh, Liv Liv calls her calls the rat you know final hope and he's like it's new hope. If I wanted to give it a depressing name, I would call it Phantom Menace and like just like I love I, I love <laughs> Ravi's one liners and. Um, yeah, it's just, again, overall, just so much, so much oh, good stuff. Calm down, Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another one. That's, which is a great reaction to the brain. And, uh, and it's a great brain to start the season off on. And 
we got a couple uh we got a couple good ones for next week too with episodes two and three which again those are the so from now on guys we'll be doing two episodes a week for the podcast so next week it's episodes two and three from season two so watch watch them with us listen to us chat about them and chime in on twitter as well um but uh but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for us guys for this first episode of 2017 yes yes um and uh obviously we're very happy to be back we're gonna be doing the show weekly as always if there's any changes uh in the schedule or anything else in the format we'll make sure to announce them on twitter uh to you guys and uh and yeah we're just happy to be back talking iZombie with you in the new year yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh blaze tell the people at home where they can find you you can find me on twitter at blaze hopkins um we got articles rolling out every week um trying to play a little catch up right now just because i've been really busy with work to kick off 2017 but uh and you were never... in canada you were in canada last week yeah i was shredding those gnar slopes um <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. yeah, I've uh, I've been busy. To I'm glad we have here, that but... on recording. Hell yeah, actually. you do. I'll say it as many times as you want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've just been busy. But uh, you can find me dropping a bunch of TV reviews uh, at TVOverMind.com. I'm still trying to pump out comic reviews when I can for the Marvel Report, but uh, I'm around. You know, that's it. Alright, awesome. Uh, Sean, how about you, man? Find me on Twitter, at SnarkySean. This isn't the only podcast I do. I record another podcast. But this one's (laughs) recording schedule is... We try to do it every other week, but because my school schedule hates me, I can never seem to find the time to actually record it. But I am recording a new episode of that as well, and that should be out sometime this week. It might be out before this. It might be out after it. I have no clue. And that will be the Geekishly Toku podcast. Discuss all the other comic book shows under the sun that we actually decide to talk about, as well as Power Rangers and the like. Um, And then I'm also the pop culture editor and animation dude. That's I think that's my official title for animation is animation dude. I'm, I like, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. Over at the Marvel Report, uh, haven't been doing much as of late. The most recent article I posted was about Avengers Academy and the event that's going on right now. Um, but I haven't been keeping up with that because life's been a mess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm there typically writing stuff. Sometimes. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Awesome. And uh, everyone obviously be on the lookout for the podcast and, and both these guys' awesome articles, both great writers. And then um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Seekinger13. Um, post, you know, doing some writing for, uh, for TV Overmind there. Uh, I got two reviews I'm actually going to be writing as soon as we finish recording for New Girl and then the uh, No Tomorrow season finale. Uh, so yeah, ch- check those out, and um, that's about it. Make sure you guys are following iZombie Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. Make sure you're following DCTV Podcast on Twitter as well. And if you're not already, please be sure to check out the rest of the shows on this great network. Lots of great people talking about some awesome DC-related shows. And if you subscribe to that feed, um, you get all the all the episodes of all the shows uh, but please, if you guys haven't already, uh, if you could give us a, a rating and a review on iTunes, that would help us out greatly. More people could help find the podcast, you know, and that's something else I would say is if you know anybody who's catching up on iZombie now, who's getting into it and uh, and, and kind of is really excited about the show coming back for season three, uh, tell them about us, you know, share us on Twitter, share us on Facebook. Um, we'd love to get some more listeners and some more people uh you know, joining us for this because uh, we're really excited to talk about the show every week and especially as we're gearing up for season three. So tell a friend, guys. Tell a friend. That's what I would That's say. That's your homework. Your <laughs> yeah, homework is to tell a friend. Tell a friend. And if they Gain don't already... at least one new listener for us. Exactly. And if they don't already watch <clears throat> iZombie, what's wrong with them? Get them to watch iZombie. That's what I say. Um, if they're like me and don't have time for it, Tell them to make time for it. Exactly. It's gonna if they're like me, their... just like chain your friends up in a room and 
just tape their eyelids open and that too. just put on, <laughs> you know, put on the show. Dude, stop giving away the plot for the Dominatrix episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. It's going to be a super meta episode where they watch iZombie. <laughs> Weird. It is. It is. You know, hey, whatever, man. I'm, I'm just excited for that brain. But, uh, but yeah, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, thank you, as always, so much for listening. We really appreciate all the support, all the tweets, all the retweets, everything you guys do. And, uh, yeah, that will do it. And uh, have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.